But ace, there's only eight to ten aces in the league at right. a time. Well, yeah, that you're depends on right your now. definition of ace. Is but... Scherzer an ace right now? No. No, but was he last year? He was at the beginning. Yeah. Right. He was so beginning of the season. Right? He was an ace. We're talking today, May 11th. But I still think Scherzer's an ace if when he's healthy. I think he's yeah, dealing with health I agree. issues. So I would right still now technically not. put him in ace category. If we're going like right, right, immediate now, no. But if I'm like, oh, you're trying to pick up an ace, like Scherzer's an ace. Yeah, Berlander's an ace. Kershaw's an ace. There's plenty. There's not plenty. Yes, there are. There's not. There's not. There's more than 8 to 10. No, there's not. I think there's closer to 15 to 20. No chance. No. Zach Allen an ace? He's coming on later? Come on, I'd you have to hesitate in, on that. Yes, because he hasn't pitched in the postseason. I got to see you pitch in no, big games. No, you guys are you guys are like you the crusty nope. Hall of Fame nope. writers that that nope. are like. No, uh, I got to see you do it. Only in a big Jeter game. should be in the Hall of Fame. No, nope. I think Derek Jeter should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm saying like the guys that only you know vote for one dude or something. I'm like, I'm not stop. that guy. Don't, this don't, is probably more of an off season. Ricky Bobby. This is Zach probably more Gallen of an off season. Is an ace. No, not he hasn't pitched in a big game. Not yet. What if you pitch for a shit team for 10 years? You Mike can't Trout. get the ace category? Mike Trout is, hasn't played a meaningful game past June so then is since he, 2000 and whenever they were in the playoffs. So 14. he's not the equivalent of an ace for a position player because he hasn't played postseason ball? Yeah. Mike Trout's done it for 10 years. This is, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with the postseason part. No, I'm just I saying. Just don't, yeah. Okay, my, that was a bad argument because what I'm saying is, though, Mike Trout – for me, and we, we talk about MVP, and I've had this argument. With That's different. I get what MVP you're saying. MVP because he doesn't play in the meaningful That's games. That's for an year. award, though. That's I'm an talking award. about the name for, ace. No. Shohei Otani, is he an ace? No. Come on. He's an, Not ace. an ace. He's a number one. Oh, so now we're differentiating yeah, ace and number a diff- one. There's a, if you're the number one on the Oakland I- A's, are you an ace, whoever the heck that is? No, it's not the number one. It, uh, yeah, we're different. He just said we're now we're dif- differentiating. Correct. You could be the number one starter on your team. Right? Yeah. You could be the ace. Can you have two aces on a team? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Scherzer and Berliner, when they're at the top of their game, absolutely. Okay. So you can have Was a... Scherzer and Strasburg co aces in 19? Hell yes. So you can have. Framber Valdez and Berliner last year? We're just going over the definition of a term here because, yeah, you can be the number one starter on the A's and you can be terrible because their team's terrible. So, yes, then you're not a one. I mean, technically, sure, you're, you're the one on their team, but you're not a one. Right? Like, I do that often, too. I go, oh, that guy's a one. So maybe I do put one and ace pretty much together. Is Hunter Green an ace? No. Why not? He's the number one starter for the Reds. But he's not a one. He's not. He, he's the number one starter. He's their number one starter. But I use one and ace. That's just the definition. Okay, thing. so, uh, sorry. Hunter we're, Green we're is, way off is track not there here, but I, Okay. How many? Name your aces. N- name your the guys that you. Because for me, and I think Kratz and I look at it the same. Aces to me are a very finite, small amount of guys that when they're pitching every fifth day, I stop and I say, okay, that dude's going to win for his team. And if there's a big game I need to win, those are my guys. Like a CC Sabathia was an ace to me, right? A Roy Holiday was an ace for me. Uh, geez, I'm sure. Clemens, obviously, that was an easy one. But guys, when you're pitching, you're like, they're going to win. Wheeler and Nola? No, so you you guys are stricter than I am. That's we were, all. Yeah, because because there's there's a difference for us. And I, I'm sorry, Crouch. Because I'm making the list right now, and I guarantee you, it's going to be on the 15 to 20 end, and not the eight to 10. That's all. I'm just putting it got, together right now. I'm yeah, ready. Your, your list will be easily poked holes in. 
and not because and not Cole? just because of. I know what you guys are going to do. Not enough dirt in the spikes. Like Strider's not an ace. Okay. Yeah. See, you guys, that's that's from the player perspective. The fan perspective, I think, sees it differently. Well, every every fan thinks their team has an ace or two. No, I, I just think fans will hop on a bandwagon sooner than you guys will because you want to see it for a longer period of time. And here's and here's the other thing with an ace. To not get too far off topic, an ace is a guy that controls the game. A guy that sits there and goes, I don't need, I don't need 99 right now. I'm going to sit here and control the game the way I need to in probably three quadrants. Just like you talked about Kershaw. Kershaw dominated inside to righties for years. Cutter slider thing, fastballs, but now, you know, then he starts elevating and he'll drop that curveball off the elevation. He's able to maybe throw two, three fastballs away just to get you thinking off of it. And then he just dominates the inside guys. Like when you Darvish was you Darvish before his injury, he would just kind of pitch until he got guys on base. And then you saw a different type of pitcher, like that kind of thing. When guys can turn it up, that's what I don't see from Strider yet. I see Strider going explosion, 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 ripped. And when guys hit that level, that's when you start getting to aces. I I totally love that analysis. I just think the general public doesn't go that deep. Okay. So for me, I just started writing names down. Contra's an ace. Is he? Strider's an he ace. Said, he's, Alcantara did win the Young. He had one year. Right, I know. Your definition means I need more time. For me, I'm like, to see him pitch in what, a what is your stuff? Situation. Are you going to win a game? And... Here's the way I define an ace. You can pick anybody in the league, and you have you have to win one game, mm-hmm. and you want one dude on the mound for that game. You're picking Garrett Cole, probably. Mm-hmm. You're probably picking Max Fried. Ace. Max Fried, right? You're probably picking Kershaw right now, the way he's pitching. Mm-hmm. Verlander. Framber Valdez is pretty good. Ace. First five. Ace. Okay, uh, I'm looking through the teams here. Maybe McClanahan. He's done it for a few years now. There's six. Not that many years. See, th- here's where it gets tricky, though. M- McClanahan's an ace, but Alcantara's not? No, because McClanahan's done in the postseason in big but games. That's your thing. That To me, that's, that's not fair. That's a thing for a player, though. Okay, well, cool. Sandy Alcantara it might never make the playoffs. So he will he's, when he gets he's traded. He's just going to be sitting there at his freaking locker crying because AJ won't call him an ace. <laughs> even though he, he could have five Cy Youngs in the next seven years and not when make the an playoffs, ace. and he's not an ace. I mean, Roy Holiday threw a no-hitter in his first playoff start. Either. I'm just saying, you, in baseball, we're seeing this. We talk about this all the time. Otani's never been in the playoffs. He's a freaking ace. Life on the okay. line, I'm down for Otani on the mound for me. I think Verlander, life on the you, line, you're taking Otani. No, no, no. Now you're asking if I have one you game You just to said it. Up. You said life on the line, you're taking Otani. I'm giving you a compilation. I'm giving okay. you a list of people, life on the line, that I'm like, let's fucking go. Verlander, Max Scherzer, Freed, Strider, Wheeler, Alcantara, Kershaw, Gallon, Cole, Otani. I'm already at 10. Framber, McClanahan. I'm at 12. I did not even go thoroughly through my whole list so far. I'm just saying. No, I'm Nola? Getting, no, I could put no, Nola. Nola's the one. No, for me. I'll Wheeler's put, the two. I'll put Nola and Arias in there, too. So now I'm at 14. And I bet you I'll get you about five more, and I'll get to 1920. No, too many. I would kick Framber off of there. He hasn't gone over 200 innings in his career. 
Okay. I would put I would put Alcantara on there. Okay. And Zach Gallon's not there yet. So there's two guys that you have on your list. Now, does Zach Gallon put three years together of 180 plus innings with the strikeouts and low ERA? Absolutely. I think you guys need to put together some type of rules list for what oh my qualifies ace in your mind. There's a lot of chatter going on right now. I'm sure there you is. love rules. Me? You I'm love, love lists. I'm the you most anti-rules. I'm, I'm Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec. Don't tell me We shit. are putting rules out there. The rule is, unless AJ and I say they're an aces, they're not aces. No, that, see, that's the best rule yet. That should be a rule. If Kratz and I don't agree, then it's not a rule. Pat's fan said, wow, credentials are steep to be an ace. Well, Brandon Kershaw is the definition Look. of an ace. Who? He said what? Kershaw what? Kershaw is the definition of, of an ace. Why, Toasty, why Framberoff? Pitching in the postseason every year. Did you watch him in the playoffs last year? I didn't say it. I you guys got to get on the same page with your aces. He said it. That's I don't agree with the great, whole postseason thing. I don't, I don't agree that it needs to be postseason. You need to be the guy that your team is like, all right, we're getting on this guy's back. Frank he had like 134. For the right before last year, he had 134 innings was his most. They just got on his back last year. Did they win the World Series because of him? And that curveball some days can be a 10 to 12 strikeout pitch? Absolutely. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not on the way. He's not an ace yet, and that's okay. That's how you become a Hall of Famer. You have to be an ace for seven to ten years of your career. There you go. There's a rule for you. I just think I I don't I'm not as strict. I, I'm more of like I'll look at the last year or two. You're more of everybody look at gets your a stuff. trophy. Everyone gets oh. a Oh, because oh. I'm picking 20 pitchers out of a billion. Every team gets an ace. Finally, I'm positive. For once, I'm positive, <laughs> and I get destroyed for it. I would say like I'm maybe the most negative person on this show. Like I like to jump on something when it's when it's not working, right? Like, hey, I, I've been starting the show the last few days. I'm sorry. Like everyone, show on the pirates. I've been saying it for for the entire time through. And here I am now finally having an ace list of 20 instead of 10, and you guys won't even let me. Patrick Corbin, he's the number one for the Nationals. Is he an ace? No. And he's not a one. He is on that team. He's not even a five, probably. (laughs) That's not nice. Right. (laughs) He makes all the starts, so that's why he's definitely more than a five. True. Stroman? See, when you start getting into guys like that, it gets interesting. He's not. For me, no. Corbin Burns? Yes, ace, for sure. You know, the ones that get interesting more for me is because I'm more what have you done for me lately and how do you look current? Dylan Cease. No, not for me. Yeah. Strider, no. Yeah. They don't go. The other thing for me and ace, you got to be able to give me seven innings every time out. Like, dude, my team needs seven. That's why I'm lean on the Sandy side more. I know he's only done it for like a year and a half, but he goes out there and is like, listen, dude, I'm giving you nine. You talk to Skip Schumacher. He's like, Sandy will give you nine every – if I let him throw 150,000 pitches, <laughs> Sandy's going to give me until he can't pitch anymore. That, to me, is the definite. You know, there's guys that are out there that – but that, to me, is the definition of a of a dude. He, We're handing the ball – we're handing this ball to Corbin Burns, and we know he's giving us seven innings and keeping us in this game. That's how you, that to me is the biggest step. Dylan Cease goes out and listen, I love, obviously love the White Sox. I love Dylan Cease. Most of the time he goes five plus innings, six punches out a ton of dudes, doesn't give up a lot of hits, but he doesn't give you that nine inning, 
three hit one run when your team's lost four in a row. He, he can, but he just doesn't do it consistently enough. One of the biggest qualifications for me for ace is exactly what you're talking about. Because if you're a five and dive, then you're relying half the freaking game on your bullpen. So I want to, I want nowadays it's unrealistic. Like, oh, you're going to go the distance, but seven inning dudes, that, that's the length these days. Just about everyone on my list is capable of that and does that frequently. Just about everyone on the list that I keep adding to. Oh Pretty soon to be the whole league. Well, Woodruff and Burns, they're both aces. Woody, no. That's bullshit. I'll tell He's done it face. for a while. He's done it for a while. I agree. I agree. But crash. I'm sorry. I'm you. All of the guys on my list so far do do seven often. Woody's Woody's on Woody's on the line. Woody's definitely on the line. What what hasn't he done? What's missing on his credentials? If he had won the Cy Young that one year, he would have he would have done it. And I'm yeah. not saying it's a voted thing. I'm not saying just because it's a voted thing, you can't sit there and say he should have won it that year. He has to stay healthy. You have to. You have to work at a level. I'm telling you, he is he's one of my guys who's like, he's really close. Not fair. He's been in the league for a while. He's pitching the playoffs. One person wins a Cy Young in each league each year. So, But some people need that to push them through. Last year, 27 starts. Year before, 30 starts. 2020, obviously, he went the full 13 starts. I'm good. <laughs> everybody gets a, everybody gets an ace here. Look, look what I have. All aces here. Look, here you go, Scott. Thank Everyone you. gets one of those. That's Pedro. Pedro. He was an ace. Pedro, ace. Yeah. Even with ace. that hair, he was an ace. When they do when they do the when they do the expansion, that's going to be the first thing they're going to say. Well, when we give these two expansion teams, they have to be able to pick from the aces from this list. So they have an ace. Everybody has one. Nah. Well, soon we're going to have a ton of aces because that might be the name of the Vegas MLB franchise. They I mean, that is so, that's such an easy team. name for them too, right? There's others too. There, there's a lot. We could spend a whole show on that. Diamondbacks ace Zach <sighs> Allen joins us right now. How you doing, dude? And how's the season going for you guys? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Yeah, I had a front row seat to that. Whatever was going on there, I, I caught the end of it. So, um, But I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm assuming that B, I mean, you must be represented by uh, Scott Boris, maybe? Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize. I threw that on to go get some coffee today. And then, uh, yeah, just, just had the sweatshirt on. But, yeah, oh, I that, am. That's a humble brag, right? Because you're, like, you're at the coffee store, you're at Starbucks, and you're just hoping some random person's like, hey, I know that B, that's Scott Boris. Oh, you must be a Diamondbacks player. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. I don't even get out of my car. I go through the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> Do they ever misspell your name when they write it on your cup? Or because of the drive-thru, they don't write your name on the cup? Let's check. Yeah, no name on the cup. But they're always, because I'm ZAC, so it's either H or K. It's never C. Unless they ask, and I tell them ZAC. But, yeah, if they don't ask, it's always What's misspelled. What's the order there? Because that looked like a lot of, a lot of color in that cup. It's not black coffee. I get a, I got a grande iced chai tea latte with uh, two shots of espresso. Okay. Not too bad. Not to too bad. Can we ask him about Ace? Go ahead. You're okay. the one that has the problem. So we had a big debate earlier, and, and a lot of people were talking about it. What What is your definition of an Ace? Do you feel like you're an Ace? And who are some other aces in the league that come to mind? Uh, my definition of an ace is the guy that's pitching that day. Um, he's got the one next to his name on the lineup card. Um, and that 
like perspective kind of started uh, when I was younger and I was getting a lot of uh, scouting reports on me saying, you know, you're, he's a four or five starter, you know, back end rotation guy. Um, and I kind of thought it was like, you're the ace that day you're pitching. You're the guy who has the ball. You're starting the game. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, whoever's got the ball that day, that's, that's the ace in my opinion. Um, but in terms of the, Industry term, um, I think you got to go with the Verlanders, the Scherzers, the Kershaws. Um, you know, like that guy that you're going out there that, that's starting opening day, that's starting game one of a you know playoff series for you is probably your pretty typical ace, I guess you, you could say. How do you do? Okay, I mean, uh, you know, he gave the typical pitcher answer. Oh, whoever's got the ball that day is the ace. Uh, I get it. That's nice. That's how pitchers think. They think different than normal people. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, you were their best friend. What's, what's your definition of an so, ace? So yeah, we just had this huge debate, Zach, because Scott, Scott's like, there's 37 aces no, in Major League Baseball. Let me count me. them all. I said everybody gets 20. an ace card. Okay? Shut up. 15 to 20, I said, Zach. And they were like, there's 8 to 10. And I'm like, you guys are way too strict. That's like the Hall of Fame voters that are voting in like one dude every few years. I'm like, you're way too strict. Okay, but uh, so obviously, Zach, you came up, and Eric and I said you're on the verge of it, but you haven't done it for long enough yet, right? Because you you had your breakout year last year, finished second in the Cy Young, and you have the stuff, and you have the 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 the, the trajectory to go up and up and up and up and up, right? So you're on the verge. But when you talk about an ace for for Eric and I, and Scott, his opinion doesn't count. It's <laughs> if I have to win one game. And you've proven it to me over a period of three, four, five years that you can win that game, then you are my ace. So, and I look back on history, I say, CC Sabathia, he's going to win that game, right? Roy Holiday is going to win that game. Kershaw, Verlander, Scherzer, the guys you said, right? So there's, there's guys that are on the cusp of it. Zach Gallen, I mean, he's one of the best guys going right now. Uh, who's another one? Sandy, even Sandy, throw Sandy in there. He's right there, but then is there that next step, which they have in him, and if they take it, then I'm happy, Zach, to say, hey, you're my ace. I think, yeah, I I, I could agree with that. There's there's a very there's there's degrees to it, I think. Um, I think when you look at now, just like the base term of the ace is like, okay, who's who's the number one guy on your staff? That's your like ace. Um, but in the sense of like the true form of ace, I would agree. I mean, it's that guy that you're like, all right, we, it's this a must win. We have to win this game. This is a wild card, you know, win or go home, um, you know, game seven of whatever round it is. Um, that's the guy you want on the mound. I think there's varying degrees of it, though. But I, I, I could agree with all, all facets of it, really. Now, are you, now are you a wild, wild guy? Yeah. Yeah, I am a wild, wild guy. Big time. I was – more so when I was like home. I mean, I haven't really spent that much time at home now. Um, just, but yeah, I was a big Wawa guy, big uh, Italian hoagie from Wawa, um, little sweet tea, and some you know some hers salt and vinegar chips. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get them all in there. So does that make you? Were you a Phillies fan then growing up, or was that no? Not I your was. Thing? I was a I was a Cardinals fan. I grew up. Uh, yeah, McGuire was on TV hitting a home run at night. So I was like, I want to be Mark McGuire as a kid. Uh, wore 25, 
yeah, and the Cardinals were good too. So I, I was it kind of worked out perfectly. The Phillies weren't very good when I was kind of growing up. Um, all my so it was great. All my friends are Phillies fans. Cardinals were good. I felt like they were you know playing in the playoffs every year. So I got to kind of you know ride that you know ride that high with with the Cardinals. Um, and then yeah, just you know stuck with the Cardinals until I realized baseball was gonna soon become a business. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they traded you, like. He gone. Like now all of a sudden you can't be a Cardinals fan anymore. Walk us through that trade and like what that puts in your mind. Yeah. Uh, that, so that trade, um, long story short, the Cardinals had, well, I guess I don't know how sure I can make it, but the Cardinals do, I guess, winter camps uh, in the off season. And there was one in like October, one in November and one in December. Um, the October one was like the first week. Uh, we just got done with the AAA playoffs. I was exhausted, um, and like for a ten day turnaround, I just was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to make it. November, a buddy was getting married, so I couldn't make it then. And then December, they, you know, made this uh, big deal about me coming down to the camp. I go down to the camp. At the end, the exit meeting, it was like I don't even know. All these guys were already in their doing their routine or whatever. Um, I get the exit meeting and they're like, yeah, you really didn't have to be here. Um, thanks for coming down though. So they made this whole big stink about me coming down. And on the way home, they traded me <laughs> in the Charlotte airport on a connector. I got the text is like, yeah, you you got traded to, to Miami. Um, so I guess they weren't too happy about me not wanting to go to the winter workout camp and they traded me. Do you think that's why they traded you? Cause you didn't go to a winter workout camp. I don't think know. It was because they just were like, hey, we like Marcelo Zuno is going to climb a wall to try to rob a home run that bounces on the warning track. A couple times. <laughs> I don't know. If you know the Cardinals, you know they got their certain ways about how they, they go about some things. And I don't think they love the fact that I kind of was – I mean, listen, I, I mean, I'm not saying don't go to camps for all my leaders out there, but my thought was like I just got done playing the season and I'm going to handle my business in the offseason and – you're not paying me in the off season. So it's like, I, I can't make the camp and I got down there. It was, it was a weird vibe really. Honestly, it was like, we kind of got to the point where it was like, all right, we'll, we'll kind of compromise with you. Uh, and all right, I'll, I'll go for two days. And I thought I was like, all right, I'll go down to Jupiter. It'll be nice. The weather will be great. Like, but mind you, I wasn't thrown yet. Um, I was like, kind of, I was probably in about a month into my workout plan. Um, and just like, Went down there, it was 40 degrees, didn't play catch. Uh, just kind of watched a lot of those guys do that stuff. It was like just being there and doing like some some testing and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting 72 hours, I can say, for sure. So essentially the Cardinals were trying to make you go to like all these travel travel teams have to in high school or think they have to in high school. Like, hey, come down and run a sprint when you haven't run any sprints. Like what you're saying is like super great for youth sports like it's okay to not like bend the knee as long as what you said you're getting your work in yeah like I, i'm handling my business so it's like and that's the thing like now maybe i wasn't in the org long enough for them to understand that um but i don't know i mean yeah i just every off season handling my business um with doing my workouts just like taking my process the way i've been doing it since even in college um and i'm like i've, I've had success in college so like what I, you know, been doing clearly works. Um, 
but it wasn't good enough for them. So and then they said they, they shipped me out. I remember sitting in the Palm Beach airport too with a bunch of the other guys. We all kind of had flights around the same time. And Nate, Sandy's name was the name that was up. It was the Cardinals are getting Marcelo Zuna for Sandy and rumored to be three more prospects. And we all kind of looked at each other like, man, that sucks to be one of those guys. And then sure <laughs> enough, it was me. I got like, I had a connector in Charlotte. And before I even touched down, like my phone, I didn't turn it off, wasn't on airplane mode. So like, we're probably maybe a hundred feet above the ground. And I, my phone just started like going off the hook. And I'm like, that's, that's weird. That's not good. And I got a call from one of the guys at Boris. It was a voice. I let it go to voicemail. Cause I just wanted to hear what, like, cause I was on the plane still and I just wanted, and I hear it and it's like, Hey, uh, I'm sure you saw the news. And before I contacted anyone, I went on Twitter to see what was going on. I like searched my name. And sure enough, it was like traded, traded, traded. Um, and I had a lot of people reach out saying, you know, they were kind of, I don't know if sympathizing is the right word, but they knew I was a Cardinals fan. So, and, you know, they were kind of like, hey, you know, I'll be all right. Uh, but at that point in time, like I wasn't really a fan anymore anyway. Like I, I quickly saw that the business side of baseball um, and it, it was a business really. Cardinals fans are absolutely <laughs> devastated. Trust me from someone who consumes way too much content and takes questions from fans and all of that. And trust me, just like you, especially in hindsight, looking back going, wait, Alcantara and Gallon in the same deal? That's historic. Seriously, I'm with you though. That's wild. I was shocked just like you and it just looks crazier and crazier the more that you're separated from it, you know? Yeah, I mean, don't forget about the other two guys like Max Sierra and Daniel Castano. Also, like, are like traded four big leaguers for for one guy. Um, so it's like, yeah, I, the math is that the math isn't add enough on that one. If you ask me, the yeah. Cardinals have made some. I mean, they traded Randy for Livator and yeah, traded Randy Rosarena. That's, that's why there's Cardinals fans are freaking out right now. So I played hey, all and they're in last place too. All those guys, I, Sandy, I played with. Um, Obviously, St. Louis and Miami. I played with Randy and High A that year. I played with Adolis Garcia and Double A that year. Um, so I saw all those guys being like, these guys are legit and just never really got the opportunity to play. Um, yeah, just there. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Cardinals had like a lot of like high level prospects at the upper level. Um, so those guys were just kind of blocked. But I remember seeing those guys being like, yeah, these guys are unbelievable. I, I haven't seen anything like it. Um, and they moved them, and those guys got opportunities to play. And you know, you see what they're what they're doing with their opportunities now. Do you think there's a reason they moved all you guys, or do you think they really like? Because you got to leave players open. You can't just be like, "Yeah, we want Marcelo Zuna. Go ahead and pick whoever you want." They're they're putting Zach Gallon's name in. They're putting Sandy Alcantara's name in a hat. And then they're saying, okay, well, we want to pick from these three guys. Why do you think the Cardinals got rid of you guys? Because you're talking about, hey, you know what? I didn't want to – I really didn't want to show up for their eyewash camp that they invited me to. Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. Um, that That's – the trade that I was in, that's kind of how I heard it was – it was set in three tiers. There was a tier one, which would have been Sandy, and then tier two was like the rest of us, really. And then the third tier, like – that was how it was described to me. So uh, the Marlins, I think, just kind of picked who they wanted. And from what I understand, like, there was only, like, two, maybe three guys that were, like, untouchable at that point in time. Um, and 
now I could this could be totally wrong, but that's just how I heard it. And I think it was more so the the Marlins were like, Yeah, like we'll take this guy, this, this, and this. Um I don't know why they'd want to move us. Um like me growing up a Cardinals fan, I kind of saw how they how their pitching was molded. It was for the most part college performers, um, that like knew how to pitch, like kind of pitch to contact. So like I'm like, all right, I'm I'm right in the sweet spot of, of what they're looking for as as a pitcher. Um but not to say I would have been uh, untouchable at the time. I mean, I had only spent a year and a half in, in their organization and in pro ball. So, like, it's kind of a, yeah, we're not really sure what we're going to get out of them. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. It's probably didn't fit into the Cardinal way, as you guys, you know, hear about and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, thankfully, th- th- thankfully it worked out the way it did. Uh, I'm happy where I'm at in Arizona for sure. That's what I was going to say, dude. <laughs> Look where you're at now. I mean, life is good. You're pitching well. You're on a super competitive ball club right now this season. So I wanted to know on the other side of this, as we've talked about you a lot, and, and not only want to get your name out there, but your personality, which is important. And that's what we're doing on this show. Guys that, that can really talk the game and just also have real conversations. Scherzer's on here a lot and, and Musgrove the other day. Someone like you came to mind as well. On the other side of that, for for awards balloting, I know, I think it was like, what, two or three days ago, there was a story out and you were talking about things that motivate you and, and kind of being under the radar, whether it has to do with you being young in your career or pitching in Arizona. Do you pitch with a chip on your shoulder based on like Cy Young results? Yeah, I, that's just Cy Young results is just another like topic on the ice cream, I guess you could say. Um, being from the Northeast, I've always had a chip on my shoulder. It's like. That's just that. That's just kind of the Dude, way. Don't it is. even hold on. Don't, don't even start him. with the jersey. Stop. Let him I'm go. I'm from Jersey. That's right. I, I, I got Scott <laughs> from Jersey. I got Kratz from Jersey. I got Todd Frazier. Stop with the jersey. Now go ahead. You talking up on the show? Let him go. Oh, I, I that's, don't want to hear that's right. Chip on my shoulder. You tell I, Hey, you. This is the thing. You in New Jersey, you grow up and you hear, oh, you know, you guys only get to play six months of the year. You're gonna go to Georgia and Florida and play these guys that you know play all year round and and, and whatnot. And it's like, all right, fine. It's so like you just kind of have to prove. I guess the thing in Jersey is like almost put your money where your mouth is. So it's like you always have this chip on your shoulder. It's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove you. Um, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's kind of I've always been, but just. Um, adding fuel to the fire, bullets and more material, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, am, am I consciously thinking about who left me off the ballot when I'm out there? No. Um, but when I need that, you know, maybe that extra one percent that day or, or or whatever it is, uh, it's it's definitely not far out of my my thought process for sure. Uh, I got the I got a screenshot on my phone. It's it's in my my photo album for sure. Wow. Okay. I love that. What That's is who, good? Who voted, who voted for, him? for him? You want me to? You want me to check? I could find it. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. That's what this see. is for. Because I read and I I love that. Because like you got to have your motivations. I was reading the article the other day and said I'm always vindictive, looking for a way to provide some some revenge. It's good shit. You had a chip from stuff. Always. Always. Yeah, I wasn't from Jersey, so I can't say that. Oh, stop. <laughs> Let him find, because that's that's. The I'm good all stuff. for it. What was your chip while he's looking for I hated for it. everybody I played against. Boom. That's a big chip. <laughs> all right. That's really good. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go. Uh, you can get. I don't, you know can like... name, I don't know if I'll name names, but okay. I'll say where the writers are from. 
There's then we, we can pick them out. We're <laughs> yeah, you could probably pick them out. Uh, there's there's two writers in in Chicago who didn't give me a vote. Uh, let's see. There's a there's a writer in LA that looks like didn't give me a vote. I'm writer. Uh, I can't even say writer. A writer in two writers in Miami didn't give me a vote. New York. Um, let's see. Pittsburgh. Not even yeah. a vote. There's like right? 10 of them. It's, I have the whole list so I can see who did vote for me. Where I like the results and then I saw who who uh, who didn't vote for me. But yeah, there's there's some there there's a few ballots of my name not on it. Why do you think that is? Because also just to inform everyone, is it is it five or ten you get for Cy to put on the ballot? Is it five, five? Your your top five. Yeah. So those are people that didn't put you in your in their top five. Why why do you think that is? Because obviously numbers wise, and I can throw a few things out there, that wasn't necessarily the case. And it's tough. I mean, you're a writer, you're covering one team. That's why it's always weird. I'm not shitting on writers voting for things. I'm just saying it can be tough sometimes if you're covering a team that's that's not you know, in the division of the Diamondbacks, or obviously the Diamondbacks didn't make the playoffs that last year. That has nothing to do with the Cy Young Award, and maybe they just weren't paying attention. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, there's definitely, like, if, if I think it's hard when, you, when it comes to, like, the fourth and fifth place vote. Let's say, like, let's say you're, you're in a city where you have a, you know, an ace, uh, a guy that's, like, a legit top of the line guy and you get to see him more often than you would see me you know whether it's an american league city where you don't see me at all or a national league city where you might see me once or twice you might give the nod to that guy and i i get that for sure um but yeah i don't i don't know i mean the only other thing i can think of is that like i kind of had a i went on a skid probably from end of may middle of may to like june middle of june like right on getting close to the all-star break um, but yeah, I kind of, my thought was like, all right, I, Sandy's going to win it. He's, he, you know, from wire to wire, this guy was, was going to win the Cy Young. He was the most dominant pitcher in the national league. Um, and it, there was never a question of, you know, getting that first place vote, but I definitely thought there was some valid reasons for getting either a fourth or a fifth, fifth place vote, um, for sure. Yeah. They just don't see you enough, honestly. Yeah, that's to me. That's the the bottom line is teams outside of your division, writers, and shame on the writers on the West Coast in your division in L.A. and San Diego, the ones that you said didn't vote for you because that's that's just bad writing and that's just not paying attention. If for me, and, and, and look, I work on Fox. I've never done a Diamondbacks game, and we do games every Saturday. I've never done a Diamondbacks game. I've you worked for to, them since 2016. You need to request one. I have, but one year in 2020, I was going to do one. We had we got COVID, and they said, <laughs> well, doing a dive <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, I, I pissed the Fox game during COVID. I actually just saw the clip of it, and they had the fake fans in the outfield. I I was like, <laughs> I can't believe this is something that we went through. Like that is just crazy. Just like virtual fans in the outfield. I was like, this is. Yeah, I remember ridiculous. we had meetings. We had meetings, and they're like, "We're going to show you something." What are you going to show us? We put fake fans in the outfield. What? And they were so proud of like the little look like video game people in the outfield. <laughs> it was great. I thought it was Brutal. cool. 
I thought it looked cool. I mean, I thought he's still doing that with the A's. Oh my god! <laughs> fans. Oh my god! They are. I will say when when people the the like when people were buying the billboard like not billboards but like the car, cardboard cutouts of themselves and putting them in the up in the bleachers like you could do whatever I don't even know. There was a couple funny ones we found. Like somebody bought a a cardboard cutout of Dave Portnoy. So like we're in San Francisco and just the food room they put out in right in like the right field whatever that kind of speakeasy is so we walked out there and i'm walking and he's probably like he i guess the cardboard cutout is probably five rows up and i'm looking and i'm going is that like prez did he did he buy and then you look on the thing and somebody else bought it i'd like tweeted it out he was like i didn't that wasn't me i didn't buy it like you'll you'd find some funny like cardboard cutouts that people would send in so you kind of kind of have to make light of you know the situation, but there, there was definitely some, you know, characters. Yeah, I had a couple of those, Val. What the cut the cutouts? Yeah, the cutouts were awesome. I remember because I I, I, I I have mine in here. I one of them they sent me. The coolest thing was because I would be at ballparks sometimes, going and just like chilling with the cutouts and taking <laughs> pictures. Those are some of my favorite pictures, like playoffs too, where where you were, Kratzy. I was twenty twenty. Uh, no wait, never mind. I was in Houston, uh, at least for part of it for twenty twenty playoffs, and I'm there, and it's full of cutouts and I'm just chilling with the cutouts taking pictures. It was awesome. Wait, I want to I want to ask you though cuz we're we're going over hey, like people need to see you more. So, how does Corbin Carroll get himself a rookie of the year if he keeps this shit up too? How I see I think Corbin Carroll um has the press already kind of in tune to him. Um I think it helps being the the I think he was number 1 prospect, number 2 prospect in baseball. I think a lot of people were already kind of aware of, of who Corbin is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a struggle for sure. I mean, you get a guy, um, you know, playing in a bigger market that that's having a, a really good year. It's, you're going to have a lot of, of the national kind of notoriety to that guy. Um, but Corbin's an unbelievable player. I mean, I mean the way he, he goes about his business, um, just as a young guy, um, just the way he studies the game, the way he's just trying to everything you hear about a true professional, he's doing it at a very young age. Um, so for him to be the number one prospect, number two, whatever, I don't even know what the rankings are. Like it didn't surprise me once I got to know him. Um, you see the talent, the talent's easy to see the, the stuff that people don't see is, is kind of that, that desire to, to be great really. Um, so I think, he keeps up. He keeps doing what he's doing. I don't, I don't really think he's gonna have a problem winning the rookie of the year. So you're in Jer. You're from Jersey, probably like 40, 35, 40 minutes from where Trout grew up, right? Yeah. So I would say probably yeah, I'd say thirty to forty-five minutes. Um, yeah, I'm like everything right there's. There. Yeah, everything everything's there's thirty, forty-five. Exactly, especially in South Jersey. It's like at most, it's like an hour and fifteen to the beach. Um, you know, we're sure. so yeah, we're not far from from where uh, Millville, where Trout's from. Yeah, so it shows how long you've been gone. Like it's the shore; it's not the beach. Yeah, you, you said go to beach. the shore. I'm Jersey too, Zach. It's, it's I know. Short. I'm just saying for everybody else. Like, hey, like <laughs> beach, you know what I mean? I know we don't have a lot of Jersey Jersey listeners maybe out there, so the beach, but the shore. Plus, the, the other problem people. is you say the shore, and then people go. They think of Jersey like like seaside. It's like no, no, no. I'm talking about yeah. North Ballwood. I'm talking about. Cape May, I'm talking about Ocean City. Like that's that's the Ocean shore. City. That's where. Yeah, like Ocean I'm in North Wildwood. My dad has a house in North Wildwood, so that's where I went as a kid. But yeah, 
You come coming down to Florida. We'll show you. You were in Miami. You know what beaches look like. They ain't look like that. In I'm Jersey taking AJ. Shore. I'm taking AJ to Seaside. That's the post prom spot. <laughs> 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 Zach knows. That's where yeah. they took us post prom. That was anything we, goes at any. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we went to we went to Wawa. That was our spot. But we, funny enough, there was uh, two girls that were in my high school class. Actually, got married. Speaking of Seaside, or not married. Sorry, they had their sweet sixteen at the Jersey Shore house, like where they filmed the show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't go. I, I think we had like a game or something during the, like, I didn't go, but there was some kids in our class that went and said, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty wild for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so is Trout going to invite you to his golf course once that thing opens? <laughs> I, I, would, I would love to be invited. I haven't, I honestly haven't, I've met Mike one time, um, we play for the same travel team. So when we, so the class, my like graduating high school class was probably the first full, like from little league to kind of high school team that went through the whole program. Everybody was like kind of started at 13 or 14 or whatever. So they had a whole big signing day for us. Um, and then they retired Mike's travel Jersey his number one. So he was there. And I mean, we really didn't talk that much. Um, so I haven't had a chance to, to, to talk to, to Trout since that, that point in time. So maybe when I see him, uh, I'll be like, hey, would you mind, uh, would you mind throwing me a, a sympathy invite to, to Trout National? So we'll see. That looks good. How's that swing? Hoodie. You, all right, I like it. You wear hoodies when you golf. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can golf That's my together. buddy Marty right there. My buddy Marty, he's uh, He's a pro golfer, so he, he we'll go out sometimes, have him give me a little tips here and there, just so I'm not losing, losing too much money to some of the guys on the team. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hey, I have one more before we let you jump, because I want to make sure you tell this story, because I know these guys will appreciate it. Can, can you explain the 3-0 game that you played growing up? Oh, the 3 Yeah, with my dad when I was a kid? Yeah. yeah. Um, so... As every kid's dream, like we lived across the field from every base kid that plays baseball, we lived across the street from the field that like our little league was at. So I mean, you walk down our condo steps right across the street, we're right there. Um, so it was like every day. I mean, one, my brother's out there; he's playing with his friends, so like I wanted to play with them too. But we, my dad, I'd, I'd have my dad throw me BP until like the street lights basically went on. Um, you can't really see the ball anymore. But one of the games we would play was 3-0 and the count would start 3-0 and I would have to try and throw three strikes get back in the count and you know whatever the the quote-unquote punishment was that day whether it was like push-ups or, or something along those lines if I if I didn't throw three strikes in a row um kind of is, is where I started my just you know it doesn't matter if you're down 3-0 you can still get yourself back into the count um kind of that that poise and that composure of, all right, you're behind the count, but you know, make a pitch and make another pitch and make another pitch. So yeah, that was, that was a game we played as a kid. It was, my, I mean, my dad, like, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, this is some of the best memories, like out there taking BP, feeling ground balls, the like pitching, like, yeah, it was, it was the best. Wait, was your dad the umpire? Because, you know, if he just wanted you to do push-ups, he could call, hey, ball four, sorry. Dad. <laughs> Joe West it. Give me 25 push-ups. <laughs> he could. I mean, there, yeah, he was he was catching, so he could have called it. But I, I think my dad – my dad is a straight shooter when it comes to that. It's like – I mean, even in Little League, like I would – I've told this story a few times that 
he, he always talks about like, you're the only one on that Island out there um, when you're pitching. So if you're in a jam uh, and he was the coach or whatever, he's like, I'm leaving you out there as long as it's safe in terms of, of pitch count and stuff like that. Like I'm not going to have you out there for, you know, bazillion pitches, but if, if you're, you know, it's not a super long inning and you got yourself in some trouble, like don't look over here in the dugout. Like I'm not coming out. I'm not coming to get you out. And, you know, I like, obviously take a mound visit here and there, you know, breather, but he's like, I'm not, this is, this is your match. You're gonna have to clean it up. Um, so yeah, he, he was, he was fair in that sense. It was, it was, I'm sure probably the strike zone as I got a little older, it started to get a little bit tighter. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing crazy that I, that I remember. That's good shit. I like that game. I know you respect that, Kratzy, because you're coaching right now. Play the 3-0 game with your squad. We just don't get 3-0. We, <laughs> we don't care about pitching. We just want to hit dingers. <laughs> Yo, dingers run this and bat flips, right? Hell yes. They're looking at bat flip videos. Zach, this was awesome, dude. Really appreciate having you on here for the first time. Obviously, this platform this is fun for us to have you on. You're one of the guys that, that needs to get the personality that you've got. Like, we know the conversation's going on. So, thanks, man. Um, yeah, man good luck. Love that. Back. Hey, hey, by the way, you went up a little bit. For what? For the ace talk. The ace talk? Oh, it's AJ's strict ace yeah, qualifications. Me and Kratz. Like, Kratz agrees. He went get up off my lawn, bit. ace talk. Oh. I respect <laughs> that. I mean, these, these, are, these are guys that played a long time. That yeah. you know, caught they. I mean, caught some of the, the best you know pitchers this game has seen. So I, I I respect it. I mean, they give me something to work for. I'm just put you on the bulletin board. That's oh fine. no, we just made his phone. We just You're made his phone. phone. You're on <laughs> the phone. Dang it! Wait, 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 wait for the phone. Okay, go ahead now. Take a picture so you remember us. <laughs> Zach, have fun. Uh, we'll talk to you down the line, man. This was awesome. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Foul Territory fans, listen up. Our friends at BetMGM are running an MLB Bet $10 Get $100 Instantly promo with the bonus code SPICYMLB. Here's how it works. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame money line wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price, and you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you receive $200 in bonus bets. Use the bonus code SPICYMLB.